Hey there, this is Mike Mills with Run of the Mills, and we are on our daily run through the book of Romans. Yes, we're roaming through Romans, and we're in chapter two, and we've been talking about the Jews. And Paul has talked about the problem of sin and the need for a savior. And he's talked about that the gospel is the power of God for salvation for all who believe. And he talked about the blatant sinners, those who approve of of blatant sin, those who uh, look at sinners and, and can judge right and wrong, those who uh, that may make the excuse, I didn't hear about the law. I didn't know, but they still have that I understanding of right and wrong within them, the, the self-righteous. And now he's moved on to the super-religious, to the Jew, who's putting his faith in his Jewishness. And uh, Paul's breaking that down. And again, spoiler alert! Being a Jew doesn't get you off the hook. So let's see what he has to say. Um, he says, indeed, you are called a Jew and rest on the law and make your boast in God. That's verse 17, chapter 2. And know his will and approve the things that are excellent being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish a teacher of babes, having the form of knowledge and truth in the law, you therefore, sorry, I should stop there, and having the form of knowledge and truth in the law, you therefore who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You preach that a man should not steal, do you steal? And so he's going he's gonna to talk about this quite a bit. He, he goes on, he says, you say, do not commit adultery. Do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? And then he quotes the Old Testament. For the name of God is blasphemed amongst the Gentiles because of you, as it is written. And so, again, he's pointing out some of the hypocrisy of, of the Jews at the time, that they claim to have this, this spiritual uh, advantage and yet, they are not really that different. Um, they are trusting in their Jewishness. And he says, yeah, you, you you say do not commit adultery, but do do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? And again, this is one of those things that Paul's pointing out, that Jesus pointed out. Because remember, when Jesus was talking about, you know, if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. Well, most people would not consider themselves a murderer. You know, are you a murderer? Well, no. Well, Jesus said, well, if you if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. Well, how many of you are adulterers? Well, most people say, well, I'm not an adulterer. I didn't cheat on my spouse. And he says, well, wait a minute. If you've lusted in your heart, you have committed adultery. And and so what Jesus does is the opposite of what the Jews had done at the time. They kept the law very narrow and very specific. And by doing so, they could justify themselves. They could say, well, I haven't killed anybody. Well, I didn't commit adultery. And they could have all these excuses. You know, there's the example that Jesus gives where he talks about those people rather than supporting their um their parents, their elders, uh, they would say instead, everything I own is dedicated to God. And so everything's dedicated to God, so I can't give it to my parents to support them. Oh, I wish I could help you, but I can't because 
this isn't mine, it's God's and I stewardship, you know, it's stewardship over it. And so there's, a, you know, these excuses that are, that make the law so narrow that it allows them to fulfill it. And so it's one of those dangerous things. It's that hypocrisy that we have to be so careful about that we are not practicing. You know, the the ones that uh, that non-Christians love to bring out is, you know, judge not lest you be judged. Why would you, you know, why would why don't you take out the log out of your own eye um, before you try to take the speck out of mine? Well, yeah, take the log out of your own eye before you take it out of your your brothers. And understand that when you say to them, look, there's this issue in in your life be ready because they're probably going to turn to you and say, well, what about this issue in your life? And you don't get to just say, well, we're not talking about me. You get to say, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm going to work. I'm going to deal with that. And then, well, let's talk later, you know, because when they come back at you and I've had that happen and it happened as a youth pastor, went to some kid and said, Hey, uh, we need to talk about this issue that's going on. And they brought up some issue that I had going on and I didn't get to say, well, no, no, no. I was like, Oh man, I got, I just got, I just got nailed. So I've got to take care of it. They said, you've got a, you've got a log in your eye. So you got to take care of that because if I come to them with the log, yeah. You know, who, who wants to have eye surgery done by a guy with a, you know, a 20 foot log sticking out of his, face. Uh, nobody. And so you, we have to examine ourselves before we go and, uh, and try to teach others, you know, that it's one of those great things about being a teacher. Of course, it's, I guess it's a two edged sword. One of the great things about being a Bible teacher is you get to study the Bible and you get to present it. And, and it's a great thing, but the Bible says not everyone should desire to do that because you're held to a higher standard. Well, held to a higher standard by who? By God? Probably, but by people, absolutely, absolutely you're held to a higher standard by people, but there's this great blessing in that. And it can be a great blessing. Or I guess it could be, well, I'm just going to stick with, it. it's a great blessing because you've got to stay on it. You've got to stay on the ball before you preach it. You have to examine yourself and say, am I doing this? If you don't, you are in trouble. Uh, you're, and, and I'm sure you've seen this hypocritical preachers. Nobody likes it. It's not helpful. It doesn't do any good. And so for me personally, there's this great burden of, of if I'm going to teach this, I better be willing to live it. Uh, if I'm not, I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting your time. And I'm not just that, but I am damaging the cause of Christ. I am um, giving people yet another excuse to do what he warned in verse 24 says, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. You know, when we claim one thing and we live another, uh, we give cause for people to blaspheme the Lord. And so our job, Christians, is not to be perfect. Our job is to admit our imperfection. In other words, when you fail, you get to own it. When you say something you shouldn't have said, when you get impatient, when you get angry, when you sin before others, you get to own it. You get to say, Hey, forgive me. I, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And in my experience, here's what happens. Usually people are like, dude, you were totally justified in yelling at us. No, you might think I was, but I, I, I don't, I was not, and I was wrong and I want to apologize. Or people just think more of you. They think better of you because they're like, wow, that person's authentic. They care about me. They apologize to me. They care more about me than 
their own pride and reputation. They humbled themselves because they did something wrong and they took care of it. So take care of it. Whatever you're, whatever you have going on, uh, take care of it. If there's something that you are trying to uh, get people to do or get people to see if there's a, a biblical point you really want people to understand or if there's uh, a, something you're trying to get your church to see, well, make sure that that you're living it right, that you're not, again, not that you're living perfect, but that you're owning your imperfections. When you fail, that you say, hey, I fail, and you, and you let everybody know who saw it. And that's keeping their ears open and they're going to be willing to have you help them with that speck in their eye because they're going to see you take care of your own eyes. So if that makes sense. Anyway, God bless you. And we'll talk to you next time.